The fact that you was like, can we start for real this time? And then proceeded to do that dumb shit. Fuck you. What's up, you guys? Jalen Gasper here with Eat Squared the Podcast, E2 the Podcast, whatever you want to call it. Um, and I am here. This is uh, the 20 Twin Town episode. Um, I'm with my man, Jalen <laughs> Gasper. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm with my boy. With my boy, Jaden Gasper. Jaden, <laughs> Jaden, how you doing, man? I'm doing good, man. I'm doing good. Good, good, good. So, um... <clears throat> Usually, I get I get on here regurg- regurgitate dumb shit. Um, talking about politics, socialism, uh, you know, just Pete Buttigieg. Yeah, Pete Buttigieg, uh, Kamala, e- embarrassment. Uh, we we I talk about all these people all the time, and so I like to take a break to actually talk about things that matter, cultural issues that matter, things we all look at on social media that we all can really have an opinion on. Mm-hmm. So, what is the most uh, action-packed cultural issue of today, Jade? You like how I phrased that? Yeah. Culture pack, uh, action pack, cultural. Yeah. It's well, anyway, what's going on in your in your universe where there's no politics and there's no um, um, award shows? Oh yeah, I don't watch award shows. Award shows are pretty shitty. To yeah, me, to no, me I honest. don't. Um, the last award show I can honestly say that I watched from beginning to end can't really tell you. It's been so long. Yeah. Um. I, I I can tell you, my uh, mine was uh the walk from beginning to end. I think it was, uh Kendrick <coughs> Lamar's, uh the VMA Kendrick Lamar performed that when he had like the chains on and stuff. Mm-hmm. And that was like the first last one I really watched. Um, but um talking about award shows, one of the what one of the reasons why there's two reasons why I don't watch award shows. One being the fact to where like they're just legit boring now, and mm-hmm. I and and actually three reasons they're legit boring. <laughs> Two, I don't watch television, so it's like the fact that you know it's not a lot of war shows aren't live streamed on like say for instance YouTube or you know on streaming platforms or like on Twitch or something. I'm not gonna catch it, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know. I'm just not gonna catch it. And, and third, the reason why I kind of don't like a war show is is that every time I go to a war show, I watch one. I never been to one, but every time I go and and and, and I actually sit down and watch one. It's the same thing. Everybody artists getting snob. Everybody artists didn't get this, didn't get that, mm-hmm. and then so everybody issuing on the award ceremonies. Mm-hmm. So my whole thing is just about the whole validity of award shows, and that kind of came into question recently. When um, was it the Soul Train Awards? Yeah, Ari Lennox uh got completely snubbed. If you want to talk yeah. a bit about that, um. Um, she was nominated for a few awards and um didn't go home with anything but the uh, one specifically that was um brought into question as far as culturally was her um one that she was nominated with Lizzo in and I can't remember the actual category. I think best soul song like song hit or something yeah. of the year and Truth Hurts got it over BMO. Um which is break me off, um, by uh, Ari Lennox. Break me off, it get you, get you, yeah, yeah. It didn't win, and so, um, Ari Lennox went on her Twitter rant and kind of was just really upset that she didn't win any awards from the Soul Train Awards, um, and that was her big deal. It really wasn't about losing to anyone in specific. Um, the fans kind of brought up artists they as they do, as they will. When um when award shows have just gotten so janky over the years, people will look to everything but the award shows. <laughs> um, and she was just really upset because she felt that if there was any award show that was going to highlight the type of music that she puts out, which is R&B soul music, she would have thought that she would have went home with something from the Soul Train Soul Train Awards. She even said in her, a string of tweets that you know, and I think that this is a this is a a ringer among artists in the industry. When we look at Drake, when we look at Kendrick, they artists know when they're not gonna win. Yeah, they know that award shows are 
political. They know that yep. they're janky. And they, they're very vocal about it. You know? Um, so she said that she... I would have expected for the Grammys to gloss me over. I would have expected, you know, for these big, big award shows to yeah. just gloss me over. Billboards, but the Soul Train Awards. And like I was telling all you guys, like, like a while back, it's like, it, it, to me, it just seems like that form of, like, real R&B, right? When, when we're talking about, you know, R&B and its roots. Mm-hmm. I said, yeah, R&B and its roots. Um... I feel like she was carrying it mm-hmm. more than anybody, uh, because like when in this age, it's really R and B has really succumbed to like two other genres, and that's being either pop or trap. Mm-hmm. So it's just like for you to have like a popular R and B song, you know, uh, unless your name is like Beyonce, and even Beyonce goes by the formula, it still has to fit like some con- contemporary, either a contemporary urban pop outlet mm-hmm. or like a trap contemporary uh, uh, urban outlet. So it's just like for uh, Ari Lennox though. Like, she had, man, that whole album, Shea Butter Baby, that's what mm-hmm. it was called, man. Uh, From Up Late, dude. Yeah. Oh, my God. BMO, oh, my God. Like, she she literally, like, when she sings, she literally brings me, like, to this sense of, like, home. Yeah. Like, it's like, this is real R&B. Like, this is real rhythm and blues. Like, I feel this. Like, I feel a Mary J. Blige song. Like, yeah. I feel this. <clears throat> and so, like... You know, as, as you know, a person who's been carrying that R and B, that like that organic R and B torch. You know, being a new schooler, like it was kind of like like a slap in the face for the Soul Train Awards to be like the Soul Train Awards, right? Mm-hmm. Um, it was a it's a totally different award show just to highlight yeah, exactly soul, soul. and R and B music as it comes. You know, in the future, and the fact that we are getting into the point to where we even start to kind of jank up the smaller award shows is just kind of like, ugh, we can't have anything. And when I say smaller award shows, I only mean targeted songs, targeted music. Yeah. Soul Train Awards, you know, it's a, it's a very few people that are winning Soul Train Awards. You know, mm-hmm. fucking. A rock band is not winning. Green Day is not winning the Soul Train Award no time soon. Yeah. So when I say small, I only mean it in that aspect. When it's a very targeted audience, a very targeted genre of music, you know, it, it just is disappointing that you could just kind of fall into the mainstream aspect of certain things when you're dealing with very targeted um, artists. And um, in that conversation, it was it co- it kind of just brought up the also how as fans we can't make it a habit to blame people that were nominated for these awards and won, except in not the award ceremonies yeah, yeah. and how these things are going into play, um, and how these decisions are being made. Who are making these decisions? And, yeah, and, and for me, it's like more so. To where, like, I just want people to understand how hard that conversation is to really have. Mm-hmm. When we're talking about what's wrong with award shows, or when we're talking about a certain artist being snubbed. Mm-hmm. Because there's some years to where we can, like, literally say with, like, a unanimous consensus, and, and since music is, like, really mostly preference, we usually go with a unanimous, con- the majority consensus. Mm-hmm. But, like, we can literally go across the board and say, like, you can have a room full of people and they'll tell you that, you know... Kendrick Lamar's uh, Good Kid, Mad City should have outbeat Malcolm Morris, you know, album. Yeah. You know, they, they'll tell you certain things like uh, melodrama should have outbeat Ed Sheeran. Mm-hmm. You know, they're like people will say these certain things and, and, and like for, for for most of it would be like true. Like, oh, OK, yeah that, yeah, that makes pretty like pretty much sense. I don't know why this person got an award. So it's like, you know, sometimes like just going just to push on your point a little bit about, you know, how, you know, we can't really blame an artist. You know, but sometimes it's like, like be like, wow, like this person really didn't deserve that award, mm-hmm. though. But like, you know, I, I still don't want to. It, it's still a complicated conversation because like you, it's so situational mm-hmm. and it's just so like because it's like you know understanding that most award shows don't have like a concrete rubric to determine yeah. who is a better person. Mm-hmm. They don't have a concrete like they don't show us like what 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 the rubric for the academies mm-hmm. are. No, it's just straight up politics. So it's like there's no way we can really configure to see 
who necessarily deserved that award. Now, mm. if it was just because this song was on the radio a lot, mm-hmm. then okay, yeah, Lizzo deserved this award. Mm-hmm. But is if if the rubric consists of actual, like, you know... Soul music. R&B. Soul music, musical understanding, then, I mean, I feel Ari Lennox should have... So it's just so complicated yeah. when... So like I just feel like at its root, at its root, we have to understand that all these shows are political, man. Yeah, we just have to, you know. And I don't know if it you get to a point to where you demand more from uh, award shows, um, because you're never gonna demand less of your favorite artists. Yeah. So that's just what it is. You're gonna want your favorite artists to keep being in music until you've reached your. Open, open, whatever. Magnum opus. Yeah, magnum opus with them. Magnum opus. You know, you're over it. You're just like, all right, I'm done with this. But that's very rare because no, we're not done with Beyonce no time soon. So you can't just say, all right, Beyonce, keep going until you win this specific award. You know, it's not valid until you win this specific award. Like, you know. We all know that that only happens in female rap. <laughs> you know? Turn around and turn around, got six rings. You know? Like, we only know that that only happens in female rap. So, it was a very kind of just weird situation to see play out on social media where, you know, Ari Lennox was kind of upset and then Lizzo was kind of just like, I really am just happy to be in this position. I don't want to snub anybody. Yeah, yeah. I don't ever want to feel like I'm in the position where I'm snubbing people. You know, it's very, it was very awkward to see play out right in front of us yeah. because normally we just, we don't ever see this type of thing happen. So, you know, the more that our artists are becoming a lot more raw with their own emotions and honest and um, grassroots, they come straight from, you know, Texas. They come straight from certain, you know, cities over. More authentic. Yeah, very, yeah more it's authentic not, artists. I'm going to play along with the Yeah, politics. a lot of the behind-the-scenes things aren't so behind-the-scenes anymore. Mm-hmm. And people like Eminem kind of warned us about this type of stuff. Mm-hmm. But I just think, and we live in an age of information now, so it's impossible to, like... Yeah, certain things are just, yeah. Yeah, like, you can't really keep everything in the shadows but mm. I, um what else was uh talked about a lot at the soul train awards with summer walker oh summer walker yes we all know <laughs> the memes that are going around with her and her fashion over two piece <laughs> at the soul train awards and <clears throat> to be honest with you i um I'm glad that this has come to light. I'm glad that Summer Walker uh, did come to the Soul Train Awards, despite yeah, I, I didn't expect that. Yeah, despite everything that she had been very open about with her social anxiety, um, it was very, uh, very nice to see her show up and show out. Um, it was very apparent that she was nervous. Her her acceptance speech was a little bit of three minutes. If Not that even long. three minutes. I know like, it was a little bit of fifteen to twenty five yeah, seconds. Thank you guys for being You know, here. and it just I could tell that it was a lot for her. Um, but the the displeasing side of that was just how unaware and uneducated a lot of us are on social anxiety, um, and mental illness as a as a whole when we come to just as far as black people specifically. Um I saw a lot of people compare Summer Walker's uh, way of performance and way of carrying herself in the ways that, you know, Sia does with her big wigs and she doesn't show her face. She performs in the corner. Turned uh, around. Turned around. People will dance while Sia is performing. Sia is in almost none of her music videos, right? So when you compare it, it's the, the Summer Walkers to the, to, to the Sia's, it's just like, oh, okay, then it starts to make sense. But why do we have to make it into a, oh, somebody else is like this for us to just be open to what social anxiety right. looks like in yeah. everybody? And, and, and I, I think it kind of goes back to like, you know, those are two different uh, artists. Um, one being a white pop artist and one being a black uh, type of R&B trap artist. Mm-hmm. So it's just like, I feel a lot of it, unfortunately, has to do with culture. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, you know, um, we've, for a long time, even had, you know, episodes um, where we specifically called out, you know, 
uh, how the black culture has an inept way of dealing with mental illnesses. And it goes all the way back to our predecessor history, you know, for that being slavery. Um, so, you know, I feel like there's a lot of stuff that we have to talk about in the black community. And I feel like, you know, it's like, it's like the first time when you you, you uh start uh peeling away at something it's rough right um you start chilling away or something you know it's like you know everybody start like oh my god like i you know this this shit is stupid why she can't just you know go to an award show or why just she can't how how or, or i heard this a lot you know she was a stripper so how can she like possibly have a social anxiety to you know receive an award and so it's just like so much we have to like unlearn and uncover because for so long we just allowed our grandparents to go through mental illnesses right and 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 Mm -hmm. die with these depressions um and some of them die because of these depressions and and so uh depression so i don't know It's, it's just like a really hard conversation to have with black people because we're just so inept when it comes to dealing with this mental illness and and rightfully so i mean mm-hmm. we it, you know we didn't you know really have a good starting point um as far as you know men, being mentally sane so mm-hmm. uh it but it, it i feel like it just kind of developed more worse because instead of like um talking about you know the the pain of a black woman talking about the embarrassment and the shame that a black man faces, you know, being at work, having to, you know, uh, basically, uh, put aside all like what they wanted to do, their dreams and whatever, and just lived out of life so they could take care of their kids. It was instead of like talking about stuff like that, we just kind of just let it go and let it go under the rug. So it's like a lot of issues that uh, we as black people that we would have, like a lot of people are, are you know, and, and, and of course you have people who misuse the system, whatever, whatever. But there's a lot of people who are bipolar, are manic depressive and don't even know it, mm-hmm. who who have social anxiety. But because, you know, their parents was just like, hey, well, just toughen up or just, uh, you know, stop being shy. You got to go get them. Like instead of like actually looking at these situations, we just swept them under the rug for so long. So I think, you know, unfortunately, to, to wrap all this up. Uh, in a nice bubble, I think Summer Walker has like, be, like recently been kind of like, uh, the case study of mm-hmm. mental illness in the black uh, culture, mm-hmm. and so like just seeing like how that's unfolding out is like really weird. Yeah, <laughs> it is. It really is. Um, I really just wish Summer Walker the best, and anybody who is struggling with social anxiety, you find your own ways to cope. Um, don't let other people tell you what your social anxiety looks like. You know, you find things in comfortable ways to do the things that you love. Um, you don't have to, um, succumb to your anxiety. Um, because Summer Walker has come out and said that she is going to figure out different ways to play against her, you know, or play for her social anxiety and still make music for her fans. So just like Summer Walker is breaking through her social anxiety and finding ways to cope in that healthy and comfortably as she moves forward, I think that anybody else can as well. And I just encourage that, that mindset as well and not to let everybody's opinions and what they think it looks and sounds like um, consume you so yeah and that's why i was saying telling you the other day i feel like that's why essentially you were saying all the reason why i feel like she should be praised because she is this case yeah. study she is like the real first black person who has you know openly said you know i deal with these and and, and, and it's not not even like i deal with these but it's like just so noticeable right mm-hmm. it's like even if she didn't tell us we could kind of like pick up pick on like like something's yeah. not right you know you you know like mm-hmm. it's just like but it's it, it, it's great because it's this magnificent case study to see like you know how this how a person you know being so like in inept in so many ways could like uh or men- just have mental illnesses how can a person a black person navigate with this mental illness mm-hmm. being in like the trap rap arena mm-hmm. you know when when in and out of every other type of music this has to be the most i gotta say um physically demanding of an artist because mm-hmm. like when you see fans when you're talking about like fan uh 
demand from fans like mm-hmm. trap artists have like this big demand from mm-hmm. fans about like you know we want to know you know well you know what type of shoes you like your clothes your fashion yeah, this what is type a of what you watch it's like now you have rappers interaction yeah interactive aids you exactly. know it's crazy because and i was just thinking about that it's very hard to be a summer walker in the ages of cardi b's and yeah. ari lennox's and megan's people lizzo's mm-hmm. people that are just so you know loud and and rambunctious and full of gregarious and full of life and or talk to anybody at any time or go live whenever they want to to talk about random stuff and then there's summer walker who's very secluded into herself she's very nervous about meeting fans her safe space is on stage because she's super far from everybody else. <laughs> yeah. You know, these expectations that people put against her don't really touch her when she's that far, when she's on stage. But her meet and greets are what you can see is what will get her to go viral. When people are like, oh, I met Summer Walker and she was just so rude. She was so nasty. She wasn't rude or nasty. She was secluded. Yeah. She was very nervous. She didn't, she's too close to y'all now. You know, and, um, and it's a, it's a very common thing. We just have to be open to it, and we have to allow the arena to to stay big enough for all of us. Facts, facts. And I think another reason why she's a case study is that you've uh I don't know if that was a Freudian slip or a Freudian slip or you you just unintentionally did that. But I mean, I feel like another reason why she's a case study is because you know as a black woman you're kind of expected to be gregarious at yeah. times. Yeah, you're kind of expected to be like this person who could go outside themselves. Mm-hmm. And and black women have always been portrayed that way mm-hmm. as the black, you know, I call I call black women the piccolos <laughs> of like everything because that's exactly what they are. They're, they're like that wise woman who knows what's going on and like she, you you got to get her last opinion on something mm-hmm. and it's like there is usually you know not to not to say it's like tokenism but I'm just mm-hmm. saying that's you know exactly what it is. Yeah. And so like you have like just normally uh, a black woman needs to be like gregarious, outgoing, um, sociable, mm-hmm. um, you know, uh, uh, very, very popular with a lot of names. So it's just like it, it, it that's why it's, she's just such a unique case study. Mm-hmm. Um, and and I hate to say the word case study. I just cannot find a word to replace it because she's not a lab rat. Yeah, it's just like I just can't find a word to replace it. Yeah, but um, talking about case studies is. Okay, not to regurgitate dumb shit, but we got to talk about the case study of capitalism, uh-huh. right? Uh, well, one of the main things that, like, if I was a free marketeer, if I was somebody who loved the go- who loved the markets, I would be rejoicing right now, because mm-hmm. Chick Fil A recently said that, "Hey, man, we gonna stop donating to homophobic charitable, uh, you know, uh, charities and, and shit. We gonna stop donating <laughs> to homophobic groups." Um, so, uh, because of all the backlash they've received from it. Mm-hmm. No, uh, I guess I, 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 I don't, I, I don't really know how to pose a positive, like, question. So it's just like, I, I guess, how do you feel about it? How do you feel about this move, um, the, uh, of Chick-fil-A recently to, uh, stop giving money, uh, to, um, homophobic, <clears throat> uh, faith, uh, leaning causes? <laughs> no, um, uh, I just, I, if it's genuine, it's a great step forward, um, as a company, you never want, um, to be attached to something so targeted, like, yeah. it, 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 it's just not a good look, you want to be a company that's open and willing to, you know, and I'm not saying that Chick-fil-A has just said that they're not serving gay people, because gay people still no. eat at Chick-fil-A, yeah, yeah. you know, it's just, you know, but, when you close yourself off in that manner and start donating to, you know, certain causes. Yeah, anti-LGBTQ yeah, it, causes. Yeah, it just ma- it makes it so and make it to where it, it seems as though you want to close this group out without necessarily closing out their funds because you never, you're never not going to take the money, right? Um, and, uh... On top of that, I don't think that this should be a. I don't think there should be a, a pride held at Chick Fil A anytime <laughs> soon because of this move either. Um, you know, I just think that they continue to, uh, if like I said, if it's a genuine move, 
um, is just a, a step ahead, a step forward. And um, not only is a step forward, it's not the only step forward. So they'll continue to uh, be able to, so say, practice their faith while also being respective to other people's lives and the things that other people do outside of getting a fucking chicken sandwich. <laughs> you know, goddamn me. Um, so that's really what I feel about it. I feel like if it is a genuine move, let it not be the last genuine move. Um, and uh, don't let it be some sensationalism thing where, okay, people oh, are starting to... That's exactly what it is. Yeah. I see, and that's what... Okay, quick backstory. Um... At first, it it started off with Chick Fil A just saying that they're like, oh yeah, we're 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 a church, uh, Christian, you know, Chick Fil A, we're Christian establishment, and we don't believe in gay marriage. Mm-hmm. Got cool, first. yeah, cool, I guess. Um, and then after that, it was it was exposed that they actually donated to anti LGBTQ causes, and yeah. you know, actually, uh, I forget which one, but one of the organizations, mo- no, most of the organizations actually condoned this thing called conversion therapy which is not found by any science, but which actually, according to uh, uh, what scientists you talk to, is considered uh, torture. Uh, it's, it's considered torture, conversion therapy, which is mm-hmm. basically trying to convert a gay person into a, uh, or a homosexual person into a heterosexual person. Um, so, yeah, so it, like, I just wanted to make that thing because I don't want to make it seem like they were just donating to, like, Christian causes. Like, you know what I'm saying? Because, like, mm-hmm. if you dress it up like that, then you have a lot of people that'll, like, outright disagree with you and be like, oh, well, if they're just donating to Christian causes, then, like, no, what these Christian causes did. Um, and for me, uh, being the socialist that I am, I'm never really, um, <clears throat> I'm never really excited when uh, this part of capitalism works because I feel like... Um, as being born a capitalist in this capitalistic society, this is what's supposed to happen. This is the good part of capitalism. This mm-hmm. is why we want capitalism to happen. Mm-hmm. Uh, because we want the markets to start... Because what social pressure allows us to do... Yeah, they pressure. What social pressure allows us to do, it allows us to control the markets mm-hmm. and control how they outlook, could control how they move and control what they donate to, control uh, what they put out. Mm-hmm. And so this is like the... And that's why I'm saying for all the free marketeers that are on the right, mm-hmm. this is supposed to be... This should be like the number one case. Like if I was a libertarian, like if I was on the right, I'd be like, man, this is why you socialists should be done with capitalism. Because, hey, look, yeah, the social pressure from the left got them to stop. Yeah. But I always remember that, like the reason why I'm not that way <laughs> is because I always remember that it's the social pressure. Mm-hmm. And, and as a socialist, that's the number one thing that we have to remember in how to control markets. Mm-hmm. You can control a market with the government. Yeah, that's great. Mm-hmm. Um, You can... <laughs> In in you, but but the best way to control a market that I've seen is through social pressure, mm-hmm. through that social pressure through, and and that's why you're seeing a lot of markets cater to the LGBTQ community, not only Chick Fil A, but um uh, uh other markets like Xbox for the, uh, they have like this rainbow uh Xbox uh thing going on for like a month but like you know and as annoying as it can seem cuz you could see the sensationalism right mm-hmm. in your face you know that okay well out of this sensationalism you know a victory comes out of that on yeah. top like it's like at the end of the day even though it's sensationalism at least the conversation is being had yeah. and at least uh people are are not donating to con- conversion therapy and that's the thing, and and because it's sensationalism, people also have to understand that. Like I'm gonna say it, like like India Moore said best. They said that all people are asking is to pee, pray, and live in peace. That's it. That's all people are asking. Gays are not asking for this. We're not asking for you to, you know, if you want to be this Starco Christian company that, you know, doesn't believe in everybody's personal views, then okay, because we're making outlets for our own. Yeah, right. You know, and so people need to understand that the 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 issue of sensationalism and not making it, not thinking, oh, the, so gay folks must be sending Chick Fil A hate mail, so they had to start, you know, because <laughs> yeah. people will fall into all types yeah. of beliefs. Yeah. And, and reasonings as to why things are the way they are, but they ain't that way. Uh, no, no, not at all. Um, 
And that just has it has me thinking because it's like a lot of people start with that gay agenda stuff, and it's just like, bro, all this is because I mean, there's money in the conversation. Mm-hmm. Literally, that's it. Not because there's money in supporting gay people. Mm-hmm. Because there's no money in that. Mm-hmm. But there's money, and by supporting gay people, I'm talking about actually supporting uh, philanthropic gay causes and not just, like, say, for instance, like the HRC Human Rights Campaign mm-hmm. and not just saying, oh, well, I'm rocking a gay prop flag this mm-hmm. week. Like, no, it's it's totally different. Um, But, um, yeah, when, when you look at what sensationalism is, it's just putting money into the conversation of gay men. Mm-hmm. And, and and the same thing was done with black people, you yeah. know? And so, with, as far as black rights, with the Colin Kaepernick stuff, okay. if you think Nike didn't steal your fucking money, they absolutely did. Yeah. Cause they, and they was like, oh, wait, wait. Well, everybody's saying that's right, and if we get on that train, then we get money off of that. Yeah, because gay people spend money, too. <laughs> black people spend money too and it's like and it's like we we think it's all cool until capitalism works in another direction mm-hmm. when capitalism starts being the reason why a lot of climate change bills won't make it to Mitch McConnell's desk mm-hmm. when capitalism starts being the reason why lobbyists still get to lobby on Capitol Hill and so much money is in our fucking elections I mm-hmm. uh, see and that's why I this is why I don't really like cherish this free market shit because it has its pros but its cons out heavily outweigh the fucking yeah. pros heavily fucking outweigh heavily. the pros because now you have um just certain shit that 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 because it's like to us we already understand that insulin's high Americans understand insulin is already high. Let me do a better one. We already understand that we're living in an America that is run rapid by gun deaths. Mm-hmm. And But the reason why gun legislation or comprehensive gun legislation hasn't hit the White House or hasn't hit Mitch McConnell's desk is because we live in a society to literally where lobbyists, no matter how much, how much money, and this lobby being the NRA, the National Rifle Association, these people can dump money into candidates to be anti-people. Mm-hmm. Literally. Yeah. Literally. Like, it's... And that's why... I, that's, a, that, that's, that's why... That's just such an icky conversation for me, but it, 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 it's a one that... that it, it's one that needs to be had, but it's a very icky conversation for me. But, I mean, Chick-fil-A, Christian's doing right things. Awesome, right? All right. So, to really wrap it up, let, let's talk about, like, some real Christianity. Okay. Let's talk about some real praising God. That's not a good. That's not a strong topic for me. That's a, that's a strong topic for me because I'll praise Him. I'll praise Him. Blasphemy. I'll praise Him, and you know who is my God? Who? Who is your God? Kanye Jesus West. Oh, goodness. Kanye Jesus was. He is a fucking prophet, my dude. I mean, man, this guy went from releasing a great-ass album, Mm -hmm. not gospel, Mm -hmm. just with heavy gospel influence, Mm -hmm. to being on the same fucking platform with Joel Osteen, dude. Joel Osteen, the same guy, Moses, right? The same guy who let... Every, no, not even Noah, right? The same guy who let everybody in his building when the flood happened in Houston. Joel Osteen has to be one of the most philanthropic priests of all time. So, yeah, a lot of people were, like, hating on this shit for some reason, bro. And I'm like, what the fuck? Why are you hating on this? Is, this is amazing. Two of God's promises. If y'all could Caleb see my and, face. Caleb and Joseph, like, well, come on, no, man, why, no. why, why are people hating on the fundamental doctrine that is Kanye West and Joel Olsen? Because Kanye West is a sick fuck who likes a quick fuck. Well, first of all, what we not gonna do is bring up a man past in order to judge him now. Because as Christians, we believe in historical context, unless it's talking about, like, gay people or strippers or hookers or anything. Like, unless it's talking about, like, the big sins, like, like you know. But, but like, as Christians, we believe <laughs> in moving past <laughs> our past to achieve 
a great day. Can I get a hallelujah? My breathing is faint. No, can, you can't. can I get a hallelujah? No. Hallelujah. But I just don't see the problem though. It's like literally <laughs> Kanye West has gone on record. Gone on record to say black people are killing their babies at an alarming rate. Mm-hmm. That's preaching. Mm-hmm. That is preaching because black people are killing their babies at an alarming rate. Because, like, if you look at the statistics, bro, black women are having the highest abortions out of any other race. And they're only 30% of the population. Yeah. So what is going on? What is going on, dude? What is going on? And Kanye West is the only one who will be able to speak these fucking truths. Kanye West is the only person that is willing to bring all of this shit up in the middle of a fucking church. Like, it's almost insane to me. Like, all the things that we can say Kanye West has gone on record to say this year. Kanye West has gone on record to say <laughs> that you cannot see through windows anymore. You can only see outside, but you can't see through the window. Right? And he'll give you some bullshit-ass reasoning <laughs> as if you're not seeing through the window. You're seeing outside. The window is only a vessel in which it's used to protect you from the outside. Right? Bullshit. You're looking through a window, Kanye West. Kanye is just so far gone at this point to where I don't I wouldn't even know like if he was a like if we were going somewhere to fish, I wouldn't even know in which direction to throw the the the, the fish (laughs) Yeah, that that guy, uh I'm all the facetious shit over. That guy, something is wrong with him. Uh Something is heavily like he's heavily troubled. The guy's just lost. I mean, Lagging. it's just like I mean, like damn man. It's like and anybody who think like this is like your new leader or some shit. Like mm-hmm. this is not how we're gonna progress the Christian race. Okay, we're not gonna do it by doing this. This is not not it. Um, and, and then I don't know. Like we coming back to you, Joel. You ain't you ain't gonna get out of yeah, this just because we talking about Kanye. It's just like I've always tried to like I try my hardest to like comprehensively dissect Kanye, but it's just so fucking hard. Like It really is. He's just so fucking dumb and so fucking lost, and it's just like, uh, I don't even know where to start. And then I get fatigued as soon as I think about it. I know. I just don't. And that's Jalen. It's almost insane, because like, y'all, I'm so sorry, but I don't have a complete thought on Kanye West. Yeah, facts. I, I, I really don't. I'm sitting here really like dead ass, vulnerable moment, honesty hour. I don't know what to say. But I mean, for me, uh, he's an amazing guy. I mean, he has a beautiful family. He's a Christian man. We shouldn't hate on him. Uh, I mean, he's he's just back to the facetious. Yeah, but I mean, black people are not a monolith, and so like are not monolithic. So it's just like, what we expect him to be our type of Christian. That's so fucking unfair. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Like black people can't be evangelists or evangel uh, evangel uh, evangelistas. They mm-hmm. can't be that. Okay? Evangelistas. Like what the fuck, bro? That's that shit is so fuck, and that's what's wrong with you, libertards, right now, bro. Yeah. You fucking believe that black people should vote for the same thing, be the same type of Christian, worship. No, and I but but what I do want people to understand and realize is that like. <clears throat> Y'all are worshiping the same God. <laughs> no matter how much y'all want to differ yourselves from Kanye West, the one thing that's bringing everybody alike and bringing everyone together in this sense of 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 um, collectivism is Christianity. And him showing up to these churches, well, this church. And specifically evangel. Like, yeah, like Joel Osteen, literally, that video that went viral a few days ago oh, on that Twitter. Prosperity. That prosperity. But that's, that's always Joel, Joel Osteen. Yeah, that's like, I don't we know why that went specifically we're not, viral. Yeah, we're not going to Because that's gonna literally even, all his Yeah, sermons. we're not going <laughs> to blame Kanye for that. Like, that is literally Joel Osteen all the time. Yes. Like, if you, he literally went on record to say, if you are a a broke poor christian it's because you are a broken poor christian yeah. hey, like you don't pray enough like literally does that and it's like literally like prayers are so petitionary and so like for him to say something like that it's just like bruh fucking when was when was this means based when did <laughs> when did like i have to get this i have to get this amount of money a year for god to answer my prayers 
Like, mm. you know, like, no, mm. like that doesn't even make sense. And mm. the fact that people actually brainwash themselves into believing that that's why they are in the position that they're in is because they haven't put themselves in a position to deserve it is, Ooh. is scary. That's scary. Is as backwards. Like, it's completely like. But that's scary because like, if you're saying that like, all of your faults because it's like me i'm a i'm a consequentialist um essentially mm-hmm. i mean i feel like uh and and i'm also a predeterminist meaning that like a lot of shit um we have no control over mm-hmm. basically basically in a less philosophical term but we we don't have no control over but you know for for christians uh to believe that you know how scary and how authoritative and how dogmatic that does your thought have to be for you to believe that the reason why you don't have personal success is because you don't have the personal you don't have an adequate personal faith with God mm-hmm. and to turn around and also believe when you have that success that all that is attributed to some God and like you don't have any say mm-hmm. into where like hey well I did this and I accomplished this yeah. and like that that's just so dogmatic to me and so weird and, and, and for people like Joel Olsen and I, because I know Christians because I'm not going to say this is a Christian way of thinking because it's not mm-hmm. um, because I know a lot of uh, Christians who are more um latter day and they believe that oh well that prosperity preaching is bullshit and then those christians i really adore because you know they they stick up for that it's like that's bullshit you know god doesn't care how much fucking money you have yeah all that shit is bullshit you know you know joel Osteen saying that you make this much you'll you'll do this if you pray this hard that's bullshit Mm -hmm. god doesn't care about that shit and there's so more in in, in with Christians like that, it's so easy to approach a conversation about any type of philosophy. Mm-hmm. But for you to literally attribute your successes and your failures to a man above, mm-hmm. how dogmatic is that? Man? That's like in that it reminds me of that tweet that went viral about like the doctor had saved this baby in like thirty seconds after it was Amen. born, and everybody's like, "Thank God!" And then then everybody, and then somebody was like, "Well, fuck the doctors!" Like, <laughs> like exactly because that's just almost how it is. It's yeah. just like I did nothing. Like yeah. I wasn't like I'm the doctor in my scrubs, bloody ass gloves, looking at y'all like face mask still on. Like okay, so I ain't did shit. I just been I I am shit. Fuck what, me. What if, like, after, like, every, like, scientific, like, uh, like, big milestone in medicine, we just, like, thank God before it. Like, we was like, man, thank God Jonas Salk invented the vaccine. Or uh, thank God that Louis Pasteur had, like, the anti, uh, had the germ theory. Uh, thank God. Like, what if we just did that shit? Thank God Henrietta Lacks had the same fucking strand of shit so we and can and they like, stole it from her thank god. god thank god dude fuck man fuck thank god like <laughs> dude like at some point you can attribute your successes to your hard fucking, fucking work. work exactly and that's okay yes and, if, and, and, and guess what your god thinks it, it's okay too because he he has helped you Put you in these positions, giving you the confidence to do these certain things. Your beliefs are a beautiful thing. But when you hold yourself, if when you consume yourself in this whole aspect of I, I wouldn't have been anywhere I was without God. Like, dude, like, yes, you would have. <laughs> yeah, you but, would have. If yeah, you would have put in the same amount of work, the, the same amount of passion, yeah, yes, you would have. Now, I will say that there are a lot of Christians that can attribute God to some sense of discipline and mm-hmm. staying, you know, uh, motivated and passionate. Yeah, like bigger than yeah, yourself. Yeah, yeah exactly. Like that. And, that, yeah, I, and yeah. I totally, I, 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 to each his own, right? But when you can't, when you just can't say, no, you can't do nothing without thanking God, it's just like, all right, girl. Yeah, because it's like, quick, like, for, for us, philosophy like uh like side note um because i'm gonna stay real world surface with this shit but for me because like me i feel like um when it because like when people say well if you because like i don't want to make it can seem like you know you know because i'm not i'm saying this is what i'm saying i'm saying that no like for to for to literally depend on a god and and and, and have that god 
uh, basically be like the sole cause of most of your accomplishments and most of your failures because of your outlook on him is so dogmatic. You know, now I'm not saying that, you know, if you just work hard, you'll have an easy life. Mm -hmm. Like, because that's bullshit too. Again, I'm a predeterminist in my consequentialism. I understand that, you know, there's a lot of shit that goes on that, you know, when I have a baby, that baby is going to have predetermined uh, <coughs> uh, advantages and factors depending on what that baby was. If I have a black, if I, let's say for instance, if I have a, a black child, right, a black daughter, she's going to have so much shit against her. Mm-hmm. And then depending on the area that I'm living in, say for instance, Port Arthur, she'll have even more against her. Mm-hmm. So it's just like, it predetermined. So, so, so when, it, when I say predetermined, I'm not saying that like shit is just predetermined. I'm just saying there's, depending on your factors and depending on your geographical location, all these factors, you can either have a high advantage in society or a low advantage in society, mm-hmm. you know, but all your place where you end up usually is a predetermined factor that we already knew was going to happen. And then a coma, uh, so we hard work mixed with some luck, right? Mm-hmm. So it's just like with, with Jay-Z, he had more luck than he had the other two. Mm-hmm. Because we've seen people work as hard as Jay-Z. We've seen people sell drugs. Yeah. People sell we, drugs everywhere. We've we seen people work as hard as Jay-Z. And we've we, we seen people uh, who uh, had that luck. But the luck just kind of like outnumbered like a lot for Jay-Z. Mm-hmm. And so he ended up being rich. But I, it's just usually those three, those three main factors for a lot of people. It's, you know, uh, it's determined. It's already determined. Has... You know, some luck in there and then your hard work. And depending on what outweighs what, usually the luck has to outweigh a lot. <laughs> depending yeah. on what you do, <laughs> the luck has to weigh a lot. Yeah, uh, depending on who you ask, it's not luck, it's a blessing. Yeah. Yeah, so when it comes <laughs> to like just that, yeah, don't ever think that like, you know. But that's just my philosophy. You know, I don't, I, that's how I feel. Yeah. I don't feel like. You know, we have, like, uh, I don't really believe in free will, per se, but I do believe in that, like, hey, you have predetermined factors, mm-hmm. and depending on your luck and your hard work, you'll get somewhere. Mm-hmm. It depends where you go. Now, like, say, for instance, if your hard work is completely, like, through the roof, but you have uh, no luck, then, like, if you're born in, in like, a city like Prada, then your hard work is going to get you to become a refinery work worker. Mm-hmm. Because you've probably you you've basically reached your magnum opus because your expectations for yourself are already low. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. It's a really complicated conversation, but it's just like yeah, just for niggas to be like, oh well, if I get this prayer prayer cloth from Joel Olstein and wipe my penis with it, then I'll get a wife. Two days from now. Or if um I. Uh, take this itching powder from Joel Osteen, put it on my palm, and yeah. start itching it. Yeah, I'm gonna get some like m- money it's in the next one. To that nigga that be waking you up at four o'clock in the morning on BET <laughs> with the dreads, and like you think that this is it, this is my moment right here. I just gotta call this toll free number. Bro, you know the science behind like people catching the Holy Ghost. Like I was like trying to like uh. Look at it because it was like a pseudoscience study, and it was like just basically saying like, uh, when people feel like get to this dogmatic stage, it's like it's it's like you know, have you ever listened to a song and it made you cry? Mm-hmm. That that's like technically technically what catching the Holy Ghost is. Yeah, you get but so like, overwhelmed. You get everything so fucking overwhelmed, you. dude. You and like have you ever seen like those people like the guy who like did like like the swipe and like everybody in the yeah. congregation fell to the floor? Yeah. That's some forces, bro. Like, bro. Like, <laughs> that's some forces. That's some finance. Yeah, you paying all them people to just fall out like that? Like, yeah, that's that. That's a large ensemble to pay. To be able to do all of that on cue like that. Like, that is... It'd be like in ripples and shit, I know, bro. yeah. But I, I, I've, I've read that somewhere before, too. That yeah. it's, just, it's more about your emotions. You go into this situation... Bogged down with life struggles. You come into this mm-hmm. building, and then this old black lady gets on a piano and starts singing her entire life out into this mic. You crying, three people away from you crying. Look to your neighbor, they crying. So it's just like 
I'm about to lose it. Mm-hmm. And then you lose it. You catch the Holy Ghost, right? You catch the Holy Ghost. Because all of these emotions, it's almost like a tantrum. Yes, It's exactly. an emotional tantrum. Like, I have to get all of the, this, these emotions out. And that's exactly what happens. I read that too. It's the funniest shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like it's it's like literally the funniest shit. Because like while I was watching a, a video and like they were like it was just like the scientists kind of explaining like uh, how like certain pseudoscientists work and like uh, it got to this portion and like uh, it was just it, it had like him in the audio and then like in the background and but the video was like that that pastor who did one swipe and just like knocked out the whole congregation, like. Like, bro, that's so oh my fucking god. But yeah, man, that was a really good show. Um, <laughs> again, if you guys want to be a part of the show, uh, just hit us up. Uh, if you have any suggestions about what we should talk over, if you think we should have, like, you know, you know, some people come over. No, no, no. That. Me and Jalen can have a rap battle next. Episode. Rap battle? Let's have a Christian rap battle. Chance the rapper. I, mean, I call Chance. You I have call, Kanye. Oh, uh, no. Fuck Kanye. <laughs> fuck Kanye. If you Chance the rapper, I'm going to be Lecrae. Oh, you going to be Lecrae. Okay, yeah. I like Lecrae. Lecrae yeah, yeah. actually Bob. Yeah, Le- yeah, Lecrae Bob. Yeah. So I'm, uh, uh, fuck Lecrae. I'm going to have Kirk Franklin. That nigga ain't going to rap, but he going to encourage on, me. Come to, on. Exactly. Come and I'm going to kill it. I'm going to fuck No, you with me. Ah, stomp. <laughs> yes. That picture of uh, fucking plies and they said, I'm going to tell my kids this is Kirk Franklin before he found Jesus. Oh, my God. <laughs> Bro, and then they had that shit to where, like, uh, I think plies uh, posted, man, I thank God for this shit. Uh, I know, I don't know, no, he posted something like, man, I thank God uh, for for living every day. And, like, somebody coming on it was like, wrong page, Kirk. <laughs> wrong page, Kirk. I am so dead. People are hilarious. <laughs> The internet is too fast. <laughs> but too again, fast. But again, uh, do you have anything else before we uh, sign off? Uh, no. Y'all, uh, drink your water. Wash your produce better. Um, be safe, man. It's the holidays. Yeah, be, safe. Safe. be safe. Be safe. Public service announcement. And you should, like, put, like, in the caption. Very important message at the end of the episode. So people can get to it. And it's just, like, me fucking five foot one telling everybody to be safe. Bitch, <laughs> you be safe. Short ass. Like, got y'all. Yeah. But, yeah, it. yeah, definitely be safe. A lot of shit going on. Um, But, man, thank you guys so much for coming with us. Thank you for being on this episode mm-hmm. again. I'm Jade. And... Again, just hit us up if you want to be on the episode. And we are out. Should we, like, sing or something? No, I was just going to give you something. I don't want a lot for Christmas. There's just one thing I need. And I can't care about the presents underneath the Christmas tree. Stream Mariah Carey's Christmas. I'm on this December, y'all. Okay, chill, chill, okay. chill. Too much copyright. Chill. <laughs> I think we did like a minute of that song. <laughs>